Hello and welcome to the Potters Podcast. It's been a bit of a strange week. Um, we've come away with two draws, but they should have been wins. And speaking of people who should be happier than they are, it's Angela. How are we today, Angela? Um, we're not bad. We would have been happier. I know you shouldn't get to the stage you do, but we'd have been happier if we'd have won yesterday. And we'd have certainly been happier if we'd have won today. But there you go, that's life. Well, yeah, that's that's just how it goes. I'm a bit gutted, really, because I think if we'd won one of them two games, I think we could have been thinking maybe a sneak possibility of the playoffs, but I think drawing both of them has ended it. But if we get a good, strong end to the season, what could be going wrong after that? But anyway, there's I have got five names that I'm going to put forward to you later, Ange, after we do the player ratings and the discussion of the matches. Okay. So, we'll go in first with midweek, 1-1 draw with Middlesbrough. How didn't we win that game, Angie? We were battered them. Well, we did batter them, and I thought we were very unlucky not to... Well, we didn't batter them first half. I thought it was even Stephen first half, but second half, we played them off the pitch. Um, And I'm really disappointed that we couldn't get the win. And right up to the last seconds, there was only going to be one team that won that. Yeah, so I mean, we'll go through it a little bit. I mean, who was play? Who was your standout player for that game? Ah, uh, wow! I, I thought Josh Laurent played well. Look, Campbell played well. It's really hard to pick one person out um, from 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 the whole eleven that played. Well, in fact, more than eleven that played. We had a very thin bench again, didn't we? But uh, I think I'm just going to edge it with Josh Laurent. Josh Laurent again. He's, he's been on fire, hasn't he, recently? Yeah, he has. It's been a crazy. So, now we move into yesterday's game, Norwich. Now, we're going to go on with the stats, the match facts, as, as they say. Possession was 65% to Stoke to 35% Norwich. We had 14 shots. They had eight. We had eight on target. They had one. They We had eight corners to their three. And we are back winning fouls as we got 13 to 11. So, looking at that, Ange, we literally had all the ball and the shots. Um, Listen, however much you talk about the game and however much you think we should have won it, it could have been a completely different game if they'd have taken the chance in the first minute when uh, Sargent had a chance. I mean, I don't know, the first couple of minutes, I don't know he missed it. I'm very glad he did. But um, I don't know he missed it. And going back to the match against Middlesbrough, um, whilst I've given it Laurent, I thought Pearson was outstanding too, as he has been virtually every match he's played for Stoke. But for me, it was man of the match, was um, was definitely Laurent edging out Pearson. So, yeah, I, 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 I just look at yesterday and I think if we had a, a real... Believe it or not, I think Gail might have scored a couple of those chances. Jacob Brown, you can't fault his effort, but he wasn't. He didn't have any shooting boots on yesterday. Well, we're going to get. Said that, and you, you've talked through all the all the uh, way people played um, and how many chances we had. I thought Sterling was the best player on the pitch. Well, we'll go into that later when we talk about the man of the match in okay. player ratings. But the first we've got to look at is the stats there that we completely dominated. But the problem is for me that I saw from the eight shots we had. Knew enough every shot went straight to the goalkeeper, didn't he? It did, and you always knew that he was going to have a decent game against us because he didn't really have the best of times at Stoke. Uh, I do think a couple of them that went straight at him should have gone maybe a little bit further away from him. But listen, he did what any keeper does, and he's been picked to to, to represent the Scotland in the Scotland squad, so you just have to... Um, you just have to say he was in the right place at the right time, and sometimes that's football. Yeah, he has, he has really improved recently, anti Angus Gunn. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah. look, I couldn't believe it. I thought, well, I, I could believe it because it always seems to happen to Stoke, doesn't it? That a player we let go comes back and absolutely, basically, basically ruins his day, doesn't it? That's, that's what happened. Yeah. I mean, he came to Stoke, he was pretty poor, to be honest. And then yesterday, he, for me, stopped us from getting a playoff place yesterday. Yeah. Because I well, think. If, he, he certainly didn't help us. No, he definitely didn't do that. But he's a Nor- his dad was a Norwich legend and it looks like he's following suit, doesn't he? Yeah. Right, so we're going with the player 18s and we jump straight in with a more positive performance I'll give to Bonham. Yeah, 
when you think he came to Stoke as a third choice keeper, I thought he had a, a decent performance, seven from me. I'll go in with a seven as well, actually. I thought I thought he was a good outlet for the defenders yesterday. He looked a different player. Now, I'm not going to jump over the bandwagon because, I mean, a lot of people are having a go at me for this because I'm going, he's finished, he's not going to play for us again, then all of a sudden he starts playing well. And you've been done with this as well, haven't you, with Will Smallbone and Josh Laurent. But bottom yesterday, I thought he, he did all right. He looked comfortable. He, there was no sort of mistakes in his game like the Blackburn game. His concentration was fully up. And, you know, some nice little inter, interstages and passes of play with... Defenders around him. I thought he did well. So he didn't have a great deal to do, though, did he? Which, which is a measure of how well how, how well Stoke played, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, though, but that's a good sign that he was been. He, I think he looked confident. He looked he looked controlled, and you know, normally people would have a shot from distance because they thought, well, it's that bottom. You might slip one in, but he did all right yesterday. You can't complain. Would you still keep him though? I think he's a good third choice keeper. Is that a yes or a no one? Uh, it's, I think it's. I wouldn't want him to be first team keeper next season. Right, that's the answer to the question then. So that's a no. Right, so we move. Uh, no. <laughs> um, right, so we move in with Sterling. Uh, man of the match for me. Uh, I thought he was excellent in everything he did. Uh, again, you talk about solid. He's he's ultra solid. So for me, he's getting an eight. Man of the match. An eight and getting man yeah. of the match. Um, I'll give him a nine, Sterling. I thought he was brilliant, to be honest. Uh, some incredible runs weren't there from him yesterday. How he was just charging up and down the the right side this time. Yeah. And he kept linking in with the midfield. He, he he came in and did some good defending as well, didn't he? Absolutely, he did. He, he was like a little sweeper, wasn't he? Just mopping up when... When anything slipped slipped behind, I mean, you've got to give Alex Neil credit for the for the way he was playing and the way we're playing at the moment. I mean, they, I'll, I'll be honest with you, and this is probably some of the best football I've seen for a while. But Sterling, yeah, man of the match, he, he was brilliant uh, yesterday. Now we move into a bit of a weak part of the midfield, in my opinion, which was Morgan Fox. I didn't think Morgan Fox was great. Um, I didn't think he was. Bad. I, I think I think I'll give him a six. I'll go on for five for Morgan Fox. I thought I thought he was right in the middle of the road. To be honest, I think he did some good work with Sargent in the first half, brushing him off the ball and, and basically linking well with the with the with the team at the time. But I don't think when he was trying to get up and support Campbell, wasn't he? And every time he did he kept getting caught again, which is the problem of why he can't play as a left wing back. Because he whenever doesn't anything going forward, does he? Really? No, because whenever he was trying to link up with Campbell, he was getting caught, and it was you know luckily Norwich were hopeless. I mean, to be honest, I'll mention that as well about Norwich; they were poor. And yeah, but you say that, but we probably made them look less good. I agree with that, but from what I saw of, of them, I thought they were pretty woeful, Ange. Which just makes you realise how bad the Championship is this season. No, I think there's a couple of good teams in there. I mean, Sheffield United, we've got to talk about. I mean, they're now in a set, they're going to Wembley. They're in the semi final of the FA Cup. They're second in the league as well. I hope they don't win it, but. You know, I, I hope Sheffield United don't go up. I don't like them as a club. I've always preferred Wednesday, to be honest, so it's one of them. But we're, we're getting... You, you've distracted me again, Ems. Right, let's go back. Wilmot. Right. Uh, seven. I'll go eight for Wilmot. Why? So, I, I just thought he linked up brilliantly. I, 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 to be honest, when he plays right centre-back, we look better defensively. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree. And uh, fair enough with the booking. I was going to drop it to a seven for that booking, but no, it's it's Ben Wilmot all the way, and I'm going to start it up again. I thought he was brilliant. He made three good starters to a counter attack as well, thanks to a good defend a defensive block against Noonan. Is it? I mean, I, I thought I didn't know Norwich with South American now, but <laughs> the the way he played. I was very impressed. When he plays right centre-back, 
We look brilliant at the back whenever he does. And he's a big part of that. And I liked how he was picking the ball up from deep, from defensive tackles, and then moving it up and starting counter-attacks. I thought it was really good from Wilmot, and I want to see more of that. Right, now, a player that I think is looking better and better, and for me, he's got to be a number one target. And if he wants 40 grand a week, I'd pay him 40 grand a week, and that's Twan Zebe. Twan Zebe will not sign for Stoke. I think he's very highly rated by Manchester United, and I think that's why they haven't let him go anywhere. He, he, he's like a Rolls-Royce of a defender, and he can, he can play anywhere. He's um, He looks unruffled on the ball. Um, I think he's a, a very, very good player. But um, he's getting a seven and a half from me. He's getting a seven from me. No, actually, he's getting an eight from me. I don't know why I've said seven. Do I tell you what I loved yesterday watching? Because it was the only thing that was entertained by, really, because apart from us battering and knocking every shot hitting Angus Gunn, what a little what a little battle there was between him and Pookie yesterday. Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? It was really entertaining. It was really... They were battling with each other. Now, Pookie's always hit us hard, hasn't he? Whenever, in the last couple of years, whenever they've dropped and come played us... Pookie's always been the standout player and always seems yeah. to bang a goal in. But Twan Zabe, and he, 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 I wouldn't say he had him in his pockets because I think that would be dis, discreditable for Pookie. But what I will say, I thought Twan Zabe did well against him. You know, there was a real battle there and it was good to see. Defensively, I, I agree with you. I, I think we've got an absolute... Better play than Suter, to be honest, with the way Twan Zebe plays. He's he's got everything, anti. He can pass the ball. He's defensively yeah. strong. He's great in the air. And if he wants forty grand a week when he's available for nothing, Ange, I think we should pay. Would you agree with that? I would, but there's going to be other clubs that um, that will be in for him too. I agree, there will be. But with our financial worries going. And how good he improves our team. Do you reckon he would be... It's a gamble, of course, but any signing's a gamble in football. We've all got to agree with that. Would you give him yeah. the 40 grand a week to stay if if there's a guarantee he'll sign a three-year contract? Yes, I would, but it's, he, won't, he won't be up for us. He won't come, he's not going to come to Stoke. If a lower Premier League team came for him, he'd go there. But Man United won't let him go. Well, you're saying that, Ange, but his contract is very close to ending as it's up at the end of the season. Well, I'd love him to stay, but I think we're, we're asking a little too much. Well, I, I'm trying to be positive. I'm trying to be... Well, I'm positive, but I'm a realist. I'm more of a realist than you. Yeah, I'm a realist too, Ange. You know I'm a realist, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited and I want him to stay. Come on, let's, let's get on board. Well, right, okay. now this person was very close to getting man of the match, Ben Pearson. I thought Ben Pearson was excellent. But again, I, I thought Sterling was the best player on the pitch. I think you talk about um, Twan Zabi being good in the Rolls-Royce. I mean, the immense difference that Pearson's made to Stoke so far uh, is excellent. The one problem he has, and it's because of the way he plays, and we're going to have to get used to it if he stays, and that's a big hit, if is that he will get booked more times than not. Um, if he gets booked every match between now and the end of the season, uh, he's still going to be okay. Uh, but I thought he was lucky not to be sent off yesterday, not because it was a dirty tackle, a dirty challenge. When he slid through towards the end and he kept his studs down, I thought the ref was pretty poor yesterday, only surpassed by an even worse ref at the women's match today. I thought he was lucky not to see a red. So he's getting a seven and a half from me. He's getting an eight from me, uh, Ben Pearson. I think he made, was it six, seven great interventions on the pitch, stopping um, Norwich from playing. And you could see Norwich were clearly afraid of him. They didn't want to challenge him 50-50 because Ben Pearson was all up for that. He reminds he me of Roy yeah. Keane. He, he loves a 50-50. He's dirty. I like that. He's brought bite into his midfield. And for the first time in about six years... He looks a Pulis player, doesn't he? He's, he he yeah, isn't he afraid. He's the sort of player that you, you, you hate if he plays against you and you love if he plays for you. Yeah, and to be honest, very unlucky with that long-range effort as well. It just yeah, hit the was. side netting. Absolutely. Brilliant performance again from Ben Pearson. And every time he plays, he looks our best player. 
which is, yeah. I mean, if, if the John Coates is listening, pay whatever it takes, John. Whatever. Get him in. Right. Another turnaround, another fantastic player at the moment, Josh Laurent. I thought he played really well again. Um, had a couple of duels with Angus Gunn. But I thought he looked very leggy towards the end, especially just before he took him off. Um, normally he finishes the game strongly, but he looked absolutely out on his feet. So seven for me. Yeah, I agree with a seven. I'm going to go on for seven as well. Um, I've, 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 I'm seeing a new captain here, Ange. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think I like him in the role. I think it suits him. I liked how he was talking. The players listened to him, which is uh, yeah. the opposite of Lewis Baker. Now, I know, uh, before we go any further, you know as well as I do, Ange, I don't have a thing. I don't I don't hate Lewis Baker, do I? I don't have something against Lewis Baker. Now, I don't, though. I mean, people keep saying I, I can't stand him and give him low marks, and it's... It's not because of this. It's not because I don't like him. It's because he's crap. And, <laughs> and you know, when you see Josh Laurent play, I've been vindicated because he's been brilliant. Not only Josh is he... Laurent, Josh Laurent's become the player we thought we'd signed at the start of the season. And I think he's played class, in, in particularly over this last month. But I thought yesterday he was, he was running on empty. I, I agree. I, I think Lewis Baker. I mean, I'm not going to bring him up again, but I think Josh Laurent is the player that Lewis Baker wants to be, isn't he? But a brilliant player. The performances since Alex Neal's come in, have, and the improvement of some of these players is there to be seen. And and Laurent is the biggest one there. He looks like a cap captain for me. I agree with you. He did tie late on, but to be fair, he's played a lot of football recently. Yeah, so yeah. and he and in, the way Laurent plays. He isn't, he isn't exactly a passer and stand around, is he? He's box to box. He's all or nothing. So probably a rest in the, with the international break would do him some good. Brilliant, right? Another player that has become a bit of an hero, and Will Smallbone. I thought Will Smallbone had um, a quiet game by his recent standards. Again, I thought he looked like he'd run out of gas towards the end and he started dropping deeper and deeper. Um, so, it was one of his quieter games and I'm giving him a seven. Uh, I'll give him a seven. I agree. He was, I think he was he tired. He should have scored. I don't think he's a great finisher. I'll back you on that. But I like his movement, Ange. That's what I like about him now. He didn't have this under Michael O'Neill. When he played for Michael O'Neill, he didn't have this positional sense where he seems to be in the right place and he drags people out the way, which opens space up for one player that I'm really disappointed with at the moment, which we'll talk about after. But I like Smallbone and getting signed as well. We're going to talk about some of these players after about signing them anyway when we talk about these rumours. Right, we move into another player that's improved, Tyrese Campbell. Tyrese, um, he's looked more of his own self in in the last few weeks. He was solid. Um, I think he could do a lot better. But again, I'm giving him a seven. Much improved on what he was a few weeks ago. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm going to go with an eight though for Campbell. He was for me. He was the danger man yesterday. Um, I think he was the man that was running the game in the attacking area for me. He was picking the ball up. He was running. He's beating men now, which is great to see. I can't. I, I'm not going to pronounce any of their players' names because, to be honest, I, I wouldn't want to come across bad on a recorded pl- platform by saying names wrong. Even though, even though other radio stations do it all the time, <laughs> but um, Campbell, I really liked him. And he was double marked in the second half, so Norwich clearly saw who the, where the danger was coming from, and I think that did weaken us a bit, Ange. I will be honest. Yeah. I think that was a very clever decision from Wagner to double mark him, and he's he's getting a seven. And now we're going to move into a man that you didn't rate and admit it, Hoover. Uh, I didn't think Hoover was very good at all. At least I own up to my mistake. Um, I thought he was a bit 
But he didn't go for him yesterday, did he? Playing a little bit further forward, and all, all credit to him, playing that little bit further forward, I didn't think suited him. Um, but having said that, he made two or three really good runs and the crowd have taken to him. And it's hard not to like somebody that gives every bit of effort that you, you can see. So for me, um, I'm going to give him a seven as well. I'm going to go over over eight for Hoover and I love him. It's not going to be... It's going to be a heartbreaking leave if he does go back. Because we're going to talk about it after. Because we're going to talk about the actual transfer window now. Because we've given him plenty of time to settle in the new signings. But he made a great volleyball into the middle for Jacob Brown. Who squandered his chance. And great technique on him though, isn't there, and Very Dutch. You know, some real good first time passes and touches to try and bring Campbell into play and and I thought linked up with Brown brilliantly except Brown was wasting everything which I'm not bitter I'm not bitter Ange but I really like the kid his energy is brilliant the crowd love him he interacts with the crowd as well when was the last time we had a player do that Ange? Um, a while ago I think yeah that's what I mean he, he, he gets us going He's, he, I love him Ange it reminds me of it reminds me of Walters in that respect, where yeah. he would interact with the crowd and. Would, well, he used to interact as well. Yeah, but it, that was for negatives. And um, yeah. I, I, he's getting an eight from me. I love the kid and I want him signed. To be honest with you, Angie, he's the one I want the most. Okay. And, and I know people are going to be screaming at the at the at their headphones and the radio, whatever they're listening in. Um, now we're going to move on to me. I don't want to sound horrible, but not good enough, Ange, again, and that is Jacob Brown. Right, well, I'm going to stick up for Jacob Brown because he's been playing out of position virtually all season. Um, you can't fault his effort, as I say, every time he played. It wasn't one of his best games by any stretch of the imagination. He probably should have scored two or three goals, but if we had 11 Jacob Browns on the pitch... Um, we would not be near where we have been this season. He wasn't good enough. You know, uh, um, he made one horrendous mistake with a misplaced through ball to Campbell when we were breaking. Um, and he also had a header that he missed. But uh, I'm going to give him, dare I say, a six. A six? Yeah. Oh, my God, Andrew. I'm sorry. Absolutely hopeless yesterday, Jacob Brown. His misplaced pass wasn't the worst thing of all. He had three three sitters, three, and all of them were were poorly finished. The header was straight at gun. I think there was a shot in the second half once it that was straight at gun, and then one that went wide of the post. Well, I'm going to ask you this, Ian, and I hope everybody who listens to the pod is nodding now when they hear this, or perhaps saying the woman is whatever they call me these days. Um, there are other players that have played for Stoke this season that have been equally poor and missed loads of chances, including Mr Tyrese Campbell, including Dwight Gale, and you've never, ever slated them like you slate Jacob Brown. I have. You don't I, like I, him, I, and this is why you do it. No, and you've, you've heard me slate... I mean, what have I just said about Lewis Baker about five minutes ago? Don't listen He's back. He's striker. <laughs> He's the one you slate more than Actually, Ange. Everybody listening at the moment is agreeing with me. No, because here's a tangent. Jacob Brown has had the most praise off me over the last two years out of any striker in in, in the last six. But yesterday, you have to admit, and you have to say as it is, he has been the worst player in the team over the last few games. Yesterday, he was awful. Yeah, no, but I think he was poor in the last two before. The man puts in a monumental effort. Yeah, he puts effort in, Ange, but there's no yeah. quality there. Come on, how many marks are you giving him? Four. Right. Does that include his efforts? Well, his effort gets him four, because you're missing them chances. It's not good enough, Ange. I don't care what anybody yeah, says. They can, moan, gosh, they can moan and moan and moan, but I'm not having it. Right, now, speak of, speak of the trash that come on, bake it for Hoover, which really annoyed me. I didn't, I didn't want Hoover to go off. I didn't want Hoover to go off. Uh, he's now got the name of Dyson, which I do wonder if he understands why he's got that name. Um, I didn't think Baker made any impact at all on the game, so I'm, I'm being very generous and going with your mark of five. 
Five, he's getting a two. I thought you, you had plenty of time well, to get involved in that game. I like Brown. It's just he was he's been garbage over the last couple of weeks. But I'll be honest, Baker, I want him gone, Ange. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if that's coming across, but he brings nothing to that team. He come on on the seventy six minutes and he did absolutely nothing. We we actually looked ten times worse than Hoovy that was playing out of position. And then he come on to play in that position and was absolutely hopeless. Do you reckon we're going to get rid of him in the summer? Do you reckon we can get rid of him in the summer? No, I think he's going to be here next season. Oh, and he's on good money. You know, some, this this is why I get angry sometimes with our transfer policy. He's the only negative I can have this season. Right, Tymon for Laurent. Uh, I'm, I don't know where Tymon is going to be fit. The new Alex Neil era. Um, he had 10 minutes, didn't he? Yeah. Five. A4 brought nothing to the team again, and another one that I want to see go, Ange. Right, so we move into the subs that weren't used Fielding, Jaggy Elkett, Thompson, Taylor, and Holland Wilkinson. Are we surprised one of them didn't come on? I think I would have tried to change it, but who would you have brought on, really, that could have changed anything up front? Um, um, there's nobody there, really, is on the bench. Well, oh, Wilkinson, if, if, if you could have brought him on, but we didn't. So, um, I can't wait for the rating of the referee. Well, we're going to come to that next, but a first quick talk about Thompson. Now... To be fair, there is a big link <laughs> in the last two games. Not, not no, no, not last two games, but before that, two games in a row, he came on, and literally minutes later, we conceded goals. Do you reckon he's stopped bringing him on for that reason? I hope, I hope he has, but uh, I don't think. I think that's just coincidence. I quite like Jordan Thompson. I know, I know you do. You, you love, love him, don't you, Ange? Like, I don't like... love him. Don't let's go over the top. I quite like him as a player. Yeah, well. You know, I think this is going to be his final year, Andrew. Right, so now we're going to move into your favourite part. The Stoke overall performance rating. Seven. Seven. I'm going to go on with it. Yeah, go on, seven. I'll scrape up to seven. I was going to go six, but I'll drop it down. And then we're going to go in with the referee rating. I honestly am struggling and I'm going to give him two. I think that's a bit heavy. That's, that's being generous, Ange. Come on. Come on. I thought he was absolutely awful. And when I say awful, I mean, for both sides, not just Stoke, and he was only surpassed by the ref of the women's match today. He was gashed too, but he's getting the two off me. Uh, to be honest, Ange, if we did this every week about the, about the refs, I don't. I don't think. He, I don't think we'd. Have, they're all. They're all garbage. Have we had one above five? <laughs> Have we had one above five? Is this a question? No, yeah. We haven't. I no. think. I think we need to get the Scott. Oh no, saying that we can't. The Scott there. We're right, do, let's just. Do you want me to tell you my idea with referees, Ange? With, with what they did on, yesterday. Then. Let's just get rid of them. And have a computer there that goes, that's a foul or a thing. Let's just do that. Let's just have... But even those, they go wrong. Well, no, because... Yeah, because VAR's run by ex-referees. And I don't trust them as far as I can throw them at all. So, yeah, just bring in a computer and it'll go foul, offside. That's That needs to be taken. But the problem is, it'll probably... The matches will start going from, like, 2-1 to... 15-4 and, and this, that, and the other, you have nine penalties a game. It'll be like the last World Cup, where every game had a penalty. Right, so now we move into Alex Neal's rating. Um, I thought Alex Neal did a good job. Uh, if he did have been me, which it never will be, I think I'd have taken Fox off uh, and, and moved Hoover across. Um, and then moved Hoover to right-back, Sterling to left-back. Um, but apart from that, I thought his in-game management was pretty good. Um, the players are playing with more confidence now, aren't they, because of him? Uh, he still managed to play with a back four when everybody thought he was going to play with a back three. So he's getting an eight from me. He's getting a nine from me. Um, oh, oh, here we go. 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 Here
Well, he deserves a chance. He deserves all the loving in the world because he's put hope back in the Stoke fans. So he, yeah. des- he deserves his praise. One, one, one month doesn't make a swallow. Yeah, I know, I know, Andrew. I know you're still a bit bitter about it. But the thing is, Alex Neal is in and things have drastically improved over it. One month. One yeah, month. it's only one month, fans. But... I will ask the question again, Ian. If we do not get these some of these loan players signed up, we will be back to square one. If we don't sign these players up permanently, I'll cry. I've got to be honest. Right. But for me, I thought he did well. I think his formation worked and we should have battered Norwich. If we won that game 3-0, I would have said deserved. The only issue was Jacob Brown. That was the only bad link with Norwich. If he'd right, taken I his chances... I didn't say that because Will Smallbone had a great chance. He had one, not three. There's a, there's a difference. So, I mean, fair enough, if you miss one sitter, I don't mind. Well, I do if it's... His then, technique, I think, that, that caused that problem, but still. But, yeah, he, he, he was the bad link. He missed the chances. He should have bet. If he buried one of them, Andrew, would have been celebrating because the playoffs might have been on. But they still might be on, but I doubt it. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Right, so we move into the next part, and we're going to talk about the transfers. And we, you're going to give me a 1 to 10 of how positive you think this window's been. So this January window, how much has this side improved since they've come in so we'll seven. go with seven as a whole yeah see i'm going to go in nine okay as a whole i mean hoover brilliant ben pearson outstanding twan zerbe with nine when at least two of them can't be well no one of them because before two of them couldn't appear in their match day squad until sarkic got injured so how can you go in with a nine i'm getting over nine because of how just I'll, to be contrary just just to wind you up and that's yeah, so. Okay. And I've got. But what a player Hoover is, you know. He, he, the passion he shows, the technique. The, the I mean, we weren't rating him. Well, saying you weren't rating him at first when he first come in, but what an I improvement! Wasn't the only one, Ian. Yeah, were you? Yeah, I wasn't hundred percent, but I, I, I was at least. 100%. I was a good I was seventy. 50, yeah, go on, I, I was a good seventy. But <laughs> the thing is, with it, it's like Ben Pearson, amazing. Tuan Zabe, amazing. We're, we're, we're looking like Burnley at the moment, the way we're playing. We're just a few bits off being a top team here. So, right, 1 to 10. Do you, what is your opinion on Sarkic signing on a permanent basis? 1 to 10. I, I haven't seen too much of him to say whether I think it'd be a good signing, but I think a 6. A 6. I think he's been decent, Sark. Apart from his first game, game when he made that owly, I think he's been solid. And we've looked better in goal, but, you know, it's a shame because... I just I don't trust Bonham. I've seen too much of him. I don't trust him. Right, Listen, so th- Bonham, Bonham's probably played a lot more minutes than he ever expected coming to this football club, and he went back from, uh, you know, when when our Bursic lost, when Joe Bursic became a little less uh, good. I thought he stepped in. He did his best. You have to admire him because he's not a he's not a second choice keeper really. So. I think for how much we paid for him, I don't think we paid too much. I think if you go pound for pound, he's probably been a sound investment, but he's got he's not good enough. Yeah, he isn't. And pound for pound on three is free. <laughs> <laughs> and right, so we'll move into Hoovy. Right. Um I would like us to sign Hoover. I think he's become quite attached to the club because he hasn't played much football and the fans are warm to him and he's certainly warm to the fans. I'm going for an eight with Hoover. Ten for me, Ange. Ten. I love Hoover. I want him permanently. I think that should be... I think I might even ask John when we're in his next council meeting. John, are you signing him or what? I've I've got got a real attachment to him and it'd be sad to see him. Can you change his name to Henry Hoover? Yeah, or Dyson. Just just Dyson. Just just Dyson. Just on, just on the back of his shirt, Dyson. It'd be brilliant. Yeah, it'd be good. Um, right, Twan Zabe. Uh, not a hope in hell, zero. Come on, Ange. Is it the... There's no chance. What, right, just explain why you don't well, think there's a chance. I've explained. Man United will not let him go. He's going, Ange. His contract's up. He will stay inside another contract because they, they he has now proved he's good enough. If he doesn't sign another contract for them, other Premier League clubs will come for him. Um, we won't get to keep him. It's a note. 
Well, that's my day ruined, Ange. Thanks for that. It's been positive and now it's got negative. But I, I, to be honest, I agree. I think Burnley or Everton or some, somebody else will have him. You know, he's very highly rated. I'm surprised United are letting him go for now, to be honest. But with his injury record, that's our only hope, as if that we can give him more money than these other clubs can, which I know we can, but we can't with FFP if it goes wrong. Right, now this one, yeah, Cellini. Um, I don't think he's had much success since he came here because of his illness. Um, very sorry for him. I don't think we'll sign him. Um, five. Five? So they think there's a possibility we'll have him? Um, I just think five. Yeah, it's a zero from. Well, there's a chance, obviously, but I'd say two, but I don't want him, Andrew. I said this when we signed him, I don't rate him. Just give him back Dijon or give him Crew. They, they need a midfielder. Let, let Crew have him. He'd be good for Crew, wouldn't he? Yeah. You don't sound convinced there, Anne. You seemed angry, like you've, I've upset your <laughs> best player. Not at all. Not at all. Um, right, then we go into who's next? Um, who is next? Ben Pearson. I'd like to think we would sign Ben Pearson. I think a lot of people think it's going to be a done deal because of his previous relationship with Alex Neal. Again, I'll go an eight there. An I'd eight. like it to be a ten, but I'll go an eight. See, I've got I've got a few doubts with me because I've be, I've started to become a part time Bournemouth fan, hoping that they'll stay up because if they drop, they're not going to want to let him go. No. And that that's my issue. Um, if there was a view of a permanent deal at the end of it, because let's be honest, he did get an injury early on in the season. And he has been finding it hard to get back in because that billing has been playing okay. And O'Neill has been sticking with him and said, right, you get yourself out on loan, get yourself fit for next year. I think he's got two years left on his deal at the end of this year. I, I don't think this will happen if Bournemouth drop. Don't you? If they get relegated, they're going to keep a player like Ben Pearson. That's that's just my opinion. I, I'm, I hope I'm wrong, but... Okay. I, 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 we all know he'd be he'd be the best signing we could make apart from Hoover. Um, I just feel I just feel that if Bournemouth stay up, we'll get him. That that's my agree. I think they'll go up, but I've got I don't think they're going to stay up. Do you think they'll stay up? Uh, no. See, I don't even. That's that's my issue. But we're hoping we'll see what's going to happen. Right, now I've got a source, which I can't reveal, obviously, because I'll get sued, and I've got no money. And I've just bought a new car, so I don't want any more problems. Right, now this person has given me five players that apparently Stoke are keen on. Now, we don't know how true these are, because he's only going off rumour as well, because he's in the media side of things. Now, I'm going to go with these five players, and I want to see what your beliefs are, or what your feelings are of these signings might, might happen. You ready? I am. One of them is a goalkeeper from Sunderland called is it Pettison or Patterson? Pettison. Yeah, something like that. Um he's apparently Stoke's number one target as okay. a goalkeeper for next season. What do we think of that? Um I think that's possibly true. I'll go for a, a seven. Yeah, no, I, I, as soon as he said it, I thought this sounds interesting because he did break through under Alex Neal and, you know, he has been a good player for them. He, he hasn't signed a new contract. He, yeah, he has got another year at the end of the year, but I could see that one happening. Right, okay. number two. Now, this one, I think, is just mentality and I think a bit of nostalgia. Asmir Begovic's contract is up at the end of the season at Everton and apparently Stoke are keen. Now, what do we think of this one? Uh, five. A five? Why do you think five? Because I don't think his wages will uh, fit into the football club. But it, it is age and, let's be honest, hasn't played football for six years. Do you reckon he would have a massive pay drop to maybe come back to Stoke? No. <laughs> Straight no. <laughs> okay. No. I'm surprised you put that on as a zero, Ange. 
Um, right, now another Sunderland player we're being linked to, and uh, Alex Neal apparently is a big fan of, and apparently Stoke have put him in as their number one, sort of one of their one of their number one targets. Jack Clark. Five. Why five, Anne? Because I don't think there's a hope in hell of him coming. Why do we think that? Because I don't think he fits the Alex Neil mould. Well, he he started. Well, he's only started playing first team football as a player under Alex Neil and in Sunderland. I don't think he. I don't think he fits the mould. Five. So, he was their player of the year last year under Alex Neil and. Mm, I still say five. <laughs> I don't know, but I I think he would be a good signing. But I think what puts me off is that I think a massive fee would get him away from Sunderland, and I think that's the only way you're getting him away from Sunderland. I think I think you're talking nine ten million to get him away from Sunderland, and I don't think we'll pay that, and I don't think he's worth that, and it's too much of a gamble for that kind of money. Right, so now the next one is a striker at Sunderland. Now, I don't want him personally, Stewart. I think Stoke will be after him, eight. Eight. I, I'm not, I don't really want this one happen though, Ange, do you? Um, no, not really, but I still think there's a very good chance. Because I, I don't really rate him and I don't like his age. He's 29 now. So, you know, and, and he's got two years left on his deal, so it is going to be a money sell. I don't want us forking out £10 million on a 29-year-old striker that's had a couple of good seasons. Now, this one, now this next one, I've got to be excited about because he has got links to the area. Ben Breton Diaz. Um, I don't think it'll happen for... Now his contract's up at the end of the season and he has He'll go to a Premier League club. But he is a Stoke fan, Ange, and he has been said on many occasions. We don't want him in his thirties, Ange, we want him now. That's what normally happens. But I I don't know with this, you know. Like the way he was talking about it is that this I've got a feeling this could happen. Because he, he wants to move to Stoke. He said, he whilst he was in a Blackburn interview, he wants to play for Stoke. He said, somebody yeah. asked him, where would you want to go in any club in the world? And he said, Stoke. So, I remember that, yeah. Uh, so for me, a player like that, I mean, imagine having our star striker at the club and we could sing he's one of our own. Yes, but... Um, from Chile. I just as well. don't think it'll happen. You don't think it'll happen? Well, that's put a bit of a damper, dampener on that, Ange. Right, I got a, I'm hoping, yeah. I've got a feeling because of the money we've got next season, Ange. I think we can pull more strings than, than people think. Um, we've got money, Ange, and that's the thing. We, if we want to spend it, we can. But it's, it's, it's all on if they trust Alex Neal. And what's been going on recently with his signings that have come in and how well they're playing, they're going to trust him, aren't they? They're gonna give him the yeah. they're gonna give him the pot of gold, aren't they? So yeah. players like Breton Diaz, if you convince him and say, "Look who we've signed. We bought Twanzabi and we bought Hoover and we bought Pearson and we want you up front," he might think, "Well, this is my club, and if I can get this team in the Premier League and have a couple of years in the Premier League there, then move on for big money, my own yeah, club's gonna love me." So we've got to think about it that way. Right, so there's no game in the next week, Ange. There isn't, but can I ask who you think will be March manager of the month? Uh, Alex Neal. You see, I think it'll be Michael Carrick. Oh, no, no he's, had, he's had enough success, Michael Carrick, Ange. He, yeah, he has, but the, all the papers, all the press, he's a media darling, isn't he? I don't, I don't know why he's a media darling, because I, I never rated him as a player. People, people no, really over-jump on players. Yeah, it's true. It really Very isn't. True. Right, so how many players have we got going away this time, Ange? Um, well, we've got Selena going off with Kosovo. I think we've got uh, Jordan Thompson and Will Smallbone are going away, aren't they? Yep. Certainly Smallbone is. Is, is um, Brown going? Uh, Jacob Brown's going. I think we've got four. And, and Thompson might not be going, but I think he is. 
So really, that goes in our favour, doesn't it, having internationals at the moment? It should do, because the other thing is, Ian, when we've had international matches in the past, players have come back with broken legs, torn hamstrings, so I'm quite chuffed that we haven't got people going away, to be honest. I know, and I can remember one player going game play for, uh, for England, we never saw him again, Jack Butler, remember him? Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, well, there's talk, he might be coming back on loan, would you be happy with that? No. no, I wouldn't either. <laughs> right, <Next> so <laughs> right, so um, have the women gone this week? And I know it's a bit of subject, and I know you're a bit downbeat. Well, they played file today. Um, they played file. Who had our former keeper in, and that's about the only thing that I can say doesn't hurt me the most because. Uh, she went to get more football. She didn't have a great deal to do. She got beaten by a blinder by Newlam Escola um, in in the first half. The pitch was pre- pretty poor today. I mean, one of very few matches that played, actually. It, um, it didn't help either team. It wasn't just Stoke. And, and Stoke didn't capitalise on, on the possession they had in the first half. And they ended losing 2-1. Uh, one was a really good goal. One was poor defensive play. Um, and unfortunately, that's the way the cookie crumbles. But my goodness, if there ever was a ref worse than yesterday's, we had him today. Um, I'm not saying it made a massive difference to the results, but uh, goodness, it wasn't a good referee in display today. Um, I'm very disappointed for the girls. The nice thing was that Ryan Shawcross came down and coached them midweek. They, they really enjoyed that. Um, and they just have to dust themselves down. And they're sitting sixth in the league. We wanted to go fifth today. Uh, we just have to go again and regroup. And there's a, a no match next week. However, the reserves played today, and the reserves won uh, 12-1, which um, which really is nice when you consider uh, that the first team lost. So 12-1 isn't bad. Um, they, they had to play at Clayton Wood because uh, the pitch, the other pitch, was saturated at Norton. Um, so I'm very happy for, for for the reserves as well. Did you just say 12-1 isn't that bad? No. I'd probably say that's an amazing result. <laughs> 12 <laughs> 1. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did they have a goalkeeper in? Um well I believe they did, but obviously I was at uh, Norton and they were playing at Clayton Wood. But it's hard, you know, for some for some teams because um when you're in a reserve, when you're a reserve player and you're playing reserve team football all the time, it's hard to keep going. But these girls work really hard. One or two of them have broken through into the first team, so I'm really pleased for them to to have a great victory like that at Clayton Wood on a really good pitch is something else, isn't it? You have to say that that's that's really good, isn't it? It is amazing, amazing result like that. But whoever's in goal for the opposition team, it's time back in. I'll be honest. Right, so it was a big thing you wanted to mention this week about the women's team, about playing at the Bet365. Give us some more information. Yes, and, and thank you um, for, for reminding me. Um, the women are playing at the Bet365 on April the 2nd, um, which is the day after our men's team uh, come back, and I think, isn't it? They, they, they play on the first, don't they, at Coventry? Yeah, yeah so yeah. the women are playing at the Bet365. Um, it's it's not expensive. It's three pound and um, one pound for concessions and, and children. Uh, and what we really want to do, we if possible, is we want to get um, the best crowd we've had for a women's match outside the Lionesses. We we want to get a really good crowd. Now we want to get over a thousand, over a thousand people to watch, which I don't think is uh, is beyond the the realms of possibility. But people tend to tend to leave it until the last minute and what we'd like to do is get people to actually buy their tickets before um, they turn up on the day um, so we're just looking forward to to hopefully getting as many people as we can back to the Bet365 to watch the women and it, and if they could uh, that would be brilliant actually yeah, yeah I agree if anyone's going I mean I won't be able to go because I'm constantly working which is starting to kill me a bit now but we've got to keep going um but yeah it's great to see obviously see the women play at the bet 365 last time they did i actually went and i think we won eight one it was a great day um 
it was nice to sit in the posh seats as well because it's normally the posh stand that's yours so if you never sat that side you see where the better half live with a nice nice place you walk in and it's got loads of kiosks no queuing it's it's lovely in that stand isn't it Ange? compared to mine where it's a little tiny box everybody scuffling to get a pint so people go down and watch the ladies going to be a good standard of football i think we're playing west brom ain't he west yes, brom uh, yeah so a good team as well and a bit of a rivalry because we hate west brom don't a we a lot of a rivalry and west brom need the points as much as we need the points so um we're just actually looking forward to playing at the Bet365. Yeah, for, the, for the women, that's really, really important to play at the Bet365. Yeah, well, I bet it is. I mean, it must be great. I mean, I played on it myself ages ago when I was younger for some charity thing. And I can remember scoring twice. It was brilliant. Um, so I can understand why... We need to eat more often, though, don't we? That, I think that's got to be a next topic point, hasn't it, where... You know, maybe five or six or even ten games a season are played at the Bet Three Six Five. Obviously, if they can, if you know what I mean, if they're playing away and, but there's no no harm there. I mean, it, surely Stoke could like, allow the women play on the ground when Stoke well, are away. That's something that the the technical director Ricky Martin will have to sort out. You'd like to think so, wouldn't you? Because I mean, if Stoke are away and the the ladies are at home, then surely they could play on the Bet Three Six Five. Because it makes it easier for Stoke fans. Because I think that's the real disconnect, Dan, with the with the ladies' team and the fans at the moment. Is because it's not at the Bet Three Six Five. If it was there, I guarantee you more would turn up. Yeah, and I, and I think I think that's really important. And I've often thought, well, wouldn't it be great if they played straight after a man's home match or something like that, so that anybody who wanted to go could go, um, and anybody that wasn't in a rush. Could could stay and and watch the game. I mean, no, I wouldn't have you, that you, idea. You know, the, the reserves are playing. Don, the reserves that played Doncaster Bells and won uh, and won twelve one today. They will get such a kick out of actually wa- watching the first team play at the Bet three six five and thinking that could be me one day. So it's really important. Yeah, it is important. It is. I wouldn't do that though. And straight after a game because everybody wants to go, don't they? At that point, <laughs> you know, especially well, if they get yeah. It would be nice. It would be nice. It would, yeah, it would be nice, and I, th- I think eventually we'll get up to that stage. But we, it's more advertisements and more average finals. But if anybody's free on what date? April the second. Get yourself down and watch the women play. Watch the ladies yeah. or whatever you yeah. call them now. Them, it. I don't it's know anymore. Women, women. Now we'll we'll go with that. And that's sort of one done, Andrew. It's been entertaining. Twan Zabby's yeah, on his way, yeah, as we've okay. said. We'll be back in two weeks, won't we? Uh, no, we'll we'll probably do another one next week. Uh, we'll okay. do we'll do a women's one next week. Yeah. 